The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All are welcome here. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Welcome, everybody. And yes, this is your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, and I named it that because we get in our own way all the time. And caller after caller after caller and reading after reading after reading, I keep seeing the same thing over and over and over again. So that's why I created this show to help you get out of your way, to even explain why you get in your way which I'm excited to say is all written perfectly and clearly in my new book, The Secret That's Holding You Back. You can go to Amazon and pre-order it today. It's going to be released June 21st, but I'm very excited about it because it has such detailed information in it. We talk a lot about it here, but it's so clear in the book. And if you do go to get it, do me a big favor so it gets out there further well, you can't review it. That's right. You can't review it because yet because you haven't read it. So don't review it. <laughs> I just realized that I was saying it. All of a sudden, I heard a voice say, um, stop, they can't read it yet. That's right. You can't read it until June, but you can buy it ahead of time. It does place the book on more of a forward marketing scale with Amazon for all the pre-orders. So that certainly helps. But it's all about what we talk about and what I do here on this show is help you, help you get out of your way and to explain why things happen the way they happen in your life. And today is no different on our show. Uh, Before we go into the show, I'm going to be continuing how love can heal you physically, can heal your ailments and your issues. Uh, I'll be using some stories uh, from some of my clients to show how that works and how it gets in the way, the lack of love. Uh, But I do want to say, please remember to join me next week, March 9th. Oh, I can't believe we're March. That's right. We're in March. Unbelievable. This is like crazy time here, March 2nd. And I don't know where you are, if the daffodils are coming up, but we have our dogwoods blooming in North Carolina. We have dogwoods, and then it goes into Bradford pears. They tend to bloom second, but the dogwoods are all out, all beautiful white and pink flowered trees lining the highways and the roadways and developments and shopping centers and they're pretty beautiful when they do come out and then of course all the other flowers are coming up but 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 it went all the way down to 31 degrees last night so we're still getting some cold weather here so 
One of the announcements I want to make about next week is my special guest, Karen Johnson, an amazing woman who was once a, an army major, an army major, and also a retired federal judge, a federal judge. And her life completely changed when her son died. And now she is a master energy healer. So it's going to be a story on how she went from that kind of position, being involved with the military and politics. That's pretty intense. That's an intense life. I know that for sure. I've dealt with some clients who were in politics, Congress people, retired Congress people, um, retired judges, but a federal judge. That's got to be pretty intense. And to go from there to becoming an energy healer and, and start all of these programs and write a book, it's called Living Grieving. Living Grieving. How do you live with grief? especially for a mother to have lost a son. So please join me next week because she's going to be sharing her inspiring story. Um, I can't wait because I'd like to hear more about her during the interview for sure. So I'll be listening as I'm hosting the show as well. So that's next week, of course, at noon, same time, same place. But today we're talking about love. We end, we've just left the love month. I like to call it the love month because of Valentine's Day and celebrating and reminding everybody about how important love is in our lives, that we're made of it, that it's a state of being. We're meant to experience it in all ways, in friendships, in romantic relationships, and of course, in self-love first, above all. And so that doesn't end there as we transition into March. Love is to be continued, but we are entering what I now call the luck month. You know, every holiday, you know, labels the month to me. So because St. Patrick's Day is approaching quickly. Oh, yes, it is, Lauren Begore. And when we celebrate St. Patty's Day, we think of things like shamrocks and leprechauns. And rainbows with crocodile gold at the end of the rainbows. And of course, St. Patrick. Nobody thinks of the rats on St. Patrick's Day, but that's exactly what St. Patrick supposedly did, is rid Ireland of the rats. And I'm not talking about the monster people. I'm talking about the actual rodent itself, a rat. He rid Ireland of that. But he did more than that, which is what earned him his saintly status and became canonized by the Roman Catholic Church. But on St. Patrick's Day, we always associate it with things like good fortune, because if you kiss a Blarney stone, and believe me, people still go to Ireland to, to this day, Looking for the Blarney Stone and kissing it. Oh, oh, that has got to be a cold one right there. I don't know if the Blarney Stone is a sedimentary rock or a crystal quartz. 
but supposedly kissing the Blarney Stone is to bring you good fortune and good luck because of the way things had gone in Ireland. And I'm not so sure of that, only because the Protestant and Catholic battle over there had continued for such a long time, even after St. Patrick had gone. And he wasn't even from Ireland, by the way. We'll talk more about that. But he migrated to Ireland from England. Oh, those secrets those Irish like to keep. But you go to a bar on St. Patrick's Day and you drink green beer, which to me is a crazy notion to start with. I don't like drinking or eating food that is not in its natural color state. Who knows what they have to put in there to make it that color. But you eat green everything, green cakes and green cupcakes and icing and desserts. And Lauren Bagora on Facebook the other day, I even saw a green ricotta-filled cannoli. Now you've got the Italians. My Lord, they have my grandmother turned over in her grave when she saw that picture of a cannoli with green, green ricotta on the inside. That is definitely a sacrilege for sure. But everything needs to turn green for St. Patrick's Day because that's supposed to bring you good luck. We're going to talk more about that. And I've got some bubbles to burst. But today we're back to love. And about how love can heal. How love can heal. How can love heal physical ailments? We'll talk about that. Um <clears throat> I had a person call me this week, of course, I full confidence, uh, no names, won't even be able to describe it to the point of you knowing who the person is, male or female. It was a them, shall we say. And this person was telling me about the horrible ailments that she had been going through up course I was picking them up I am not a doctor but I am a medical intuitive and first I felt a tremendous amount of pain in this person and I felt that the pain was caused by some trauma to the body not from a disease or an illness a trauma and then I'm feeling more pain in other parts of the body. And I was pointing out the par parts of the body. Again, from trauma, not from illness. And then I was seeing digestive issues. And then I was seeing cancer. And so this person was ridden with all of these ailments. My goodness, my goodness, I felt bad for this person for sure. And the person wasn't in his or her 80s. This person was only in late 50s. 
So, so that concerned me even more because this person had plenty of time to go and what else was going to occur for the remainder of this person's life. And so I began to go into the person's past right away. I was guided there right away from her early childhood or his early childhood. And um, for the sake of, of making it easy on me, I'm going to refer to this person as a he, even though it could have been either one. So I felt before this person was born, while this person was in utero, he was in utero in mom's womb, I immediately felt chaos and disorder in the household between mom and dad. And of course, he validated it by saying that, well, um, dad had always been an alcoholic um, and dad probably was, you know, off doing these horrible things. And yes, the stories were that mom and dad fought all the time over dad's drinking and of course, the way dad acted then. So this is what he was picking up while he was still inside his mother, this negative energy, which has been shown scientifically uh, to be absolutely valid. While you're in utero, you are absorbing the energy. Remember, we're energies. And in order for the body to form, it has to have energy to start with. Your soul may not enter directly, but the human form of you and the energy form of you right away is absorbing energy. Energy absorbs energy, whether it's positive or negative. And it doesn't, and walls and stomachs and uteruses cannot bar out or wall out that energy. Energy goes through the wall. So he's picking up all this negative energy, and I felt that right away. So as soon as he was born, there was also discourse because apparently dad did not want the baby to start with and did not want him when he was born. And so again, in infancy, he was still picking up the energy of not being wanted. Well, mom did not happen to have a good mental health either. Obviously, she attracted a male who turned out to be alcoholic or had issues to start with because of her own insecurities of self. And so the relationship was pretty volatile, tenuous, and, and, and he, the soul, was picking this up. My caller was picking this up as a, as a child. And then... There was a pattern of criticism as he began to grow up with great expectations in the household and where he was living and when he went to school. So this is what everything that I was picking up in him. And then throughout his life, he would experience different ailments and weaknesses of his body. And then at a certain age, of course, I was right in the trauma. It turned out that he had mid, let's say mid-30s, he had a terrible accident in falling 
Uh, and it was actually through his own clumsiness that he fell and, and caused severe damage to the body and trauma that took a few years for him to really get through. But then several years after that, he was injured again by falling again. And so it re-inflamed the original injuries from the first fall. And so he'd been experiencing all of this pain and disorder and, um, and, and it went on and on from there and all these other ailments. And what I found, and when I kept going in, I kept hearing his little voice, his little child voice, um, saying, you're bad. You're a bad boy. You're a bad boy. Well, remember, we're egocentric when we're born. And we blame ourselves for everything. It's the only way that the brain that young can resolve a conflict. So within the mind, you come in with the soul coming from a loving place, the heavenly dimensions. And now you come into the earthly dimensions. And even though you don't specifically remember the heavenly dimensions, your soul still holds that within your mind, your soul's mind. And now it's within your body as well and your human mind somewhere deep down in your psyche. But now all of a sudden you go through these negative experiences and something doesn't balance there. And there's a conflict between the good part of you and the part of you that's experiencing the negative of life. And again, the mind needs to protect you. So it needs to answer that conflict, the conflicting question of why, why is this happening? And the only answer the human mind can come up with is, it must be me. Something's wrong with me. And that poses another question the human mind has to answer. Now, these are not questions that children, sometimes they do. Sometimes children are very aware of what's going on in their unconscious mind, and they bring it to the surface consciously, and you can see the way they act, or some of the questions that they ask, or the things that they say. If you pay attention to what children are saying, you'll basically know what they're thinking deep down in their unconscious recesses of their mind and their psyche. And so the conflict has to be resolved is it must be me. Why must it be me? And the only answer it can come up with is because I'm unlovable. So the soul has this loving feeling of coming in, then it's treated badly. So the opposite then is the resolution. I'm unlovable. Now the soul is not knowing what the definition of the word love is, but it knows what it's not. That's what it's feeling. I'm not. I'm not something. I'm not good. And once you become older and you get the definition and the understanding of love, then your unconscious mind can now put a tag on what you're feeling. Oh, now I know what that feeling is. I'm unlovable. Now your little voice has something to call this bad feeling. I'm unlovable. And so as I'm unlovable, And I'm bad, apparently, 
because that's the message I'm receiving from the environment. That's what this this sitter, this person who called me, he was feeling is that deep down is that he was unlovable and he was bad. He was bad. And because he was bad, he must deserve being punished. So again, the pattern in the which the way you are treated when you are younger and you're growing up, whichever way the environment is treating you, and in your environment, I'm talking about the adults, the teachers in school, your siblings, your relatives, and especially your parents, mommy and daddy. Whichever way that they are treating you, you pick up that pattern, and that's how you begin to treat yourself, which is why... We do punish ourselves, which is what I felt immediately this gentleman was doing, was punishing himself throughout his life, punishing himself in pain. Now, are you thinking, well, wait, he tripped. He's clumsy. Well, everything happens for a reason right? We're not victims to the world. We're actually victims to ourselves, if anything. We manifest and we create our own circumstances. And I told you one time, I went through the four reasons why we become ill. And one of those reasons, because all four have to do with manifesting illness, it has nothing to do with we become ill because we caught a cold or because of biology. That's not why we become ill. You become ill because you manifested. You manifested a low immune system to be able to catch a cold. Edgar Cayce said that a cold is reflective of having felt anger or frustration, because in order to feel anger and frustration, your emotional senses get clogged. And it literally translate into your five senses getting clogged. And you get a sore throat, a runny nose, or a stuffed nose, stuffed sinuses, blurred vision, hearing gets clogged because of all the mucus. So it's a funny thing, and you start coughing too as well, is that a cold actually represents times that you've been frustrated and your immune system became low and boom, you became susceptible, susceptible to now a bacteria that was going to make you feel physically exactly the way you were feeling emotionally. So now when it comes to the reason for all these accidents and injuries, as well as the other illnesses, as well as the digestive issues, it definitely had to do with he was punishing himself. Because all he knew his entire childhood is that something had to be wrong with him. Mommy and daddy didn't get along. Daddy was drinking. It had to do with him. And of course, he was the only child. So that made it even worse because everything was taken out on him. He was corrected all the time, punitive. We didn't get into all of the means that he was punished. But now he continued the pattern in his life by punishing himself. And every time he was doing something successful, there would be another punishing. 
So it's not surprising that we do that. It's not surprising at all. And so therefore, if we create our own illnesses by punishing ourselves unconsciously now, just remember that unconsciously we would do that. We could do that then we can consciously take control and correct it using the same force that helped to create it. Not just the law of attraction and the manifesting force, but the force of love. Because when you don't love yourself, you're vulnerable to all sorts of crises and traumas and hurts and pains in physical life in in this world when you don't love yourself so it's not just a matter of not being able to attract a love relationship as we talked about this entire month when you don't love yourself you set yourself up for all sorts of things being dissatisfied at work or losing your job altogether having strained finances if any at all of course, bad health, no, no, no positive, really true, strong relationships in your life, and certainly not a worthwhile, unconditional, loving partner. So you become vulnerable to all of those things, all because of not having love. So if you can become vulnerable and you can create and manifest all these problems not having love, then what would happen when you do enter true love into your life, self-love? What would happen now? You think we can reverse all of that? Well, there's absolutely true scientific evidence today that shows that self-love and self-care can reverse biologically any illness that you have, any issue. So it's not just a matter of faith, because we'll talk about on the other side of the commercial break, we're going to talk about how faith and love go hand in hand, and why, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain, but what empowers that faith? What makes the faith actually work? Faith is another belief system, state of mind, right? Belief, we talked about that. We talked about how belief is the number one power on the earth and love is the number two, but they go hand in hand together. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. And if you have a question regarding this, please call me at 816-251-3555. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And I'll be back in just a few minutes. Listen to these wonderful commercials of all the people who are going to be on Unity Online Radio. Positivity and inclusivity. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. 
Well, welcome back. And if you're just joining us now, shame on you. Go back and listen to the first part of this show. You got to be listening to the entire show to get the full benefit out of it. But that's okay. I understand that life happens. And um, I'm glad that you're here now with us. We've been talking about how love can heal because we've started talking about how love can hurt. And I'm not talking about Adele's song either. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Talk about misunderstandings about love. Um, we'll get into that momentarily. But what I was saying is the lack of love can cause all sorts of issues in your life, be it financial issues, relationship issues. That seems to be the typical one, right? But it also causes health issues and vocation issues. You know, not knowing your path, not knowing your dream, not knowing your passions or your purpose, not feeling you have any worth or value. That all comes from the lack of self-love, having rage and, and hating others and bigotry and racism and prejudice and whatever other things you choose to condemn in life all has to do with the lack of self-love. Absolutely. I've written about it in my new book to come, uh, The Secret That's Holding You Back. That'll be out in June. I'm very excited about that. Be sure to pre-order it now. Pre-order it now. It puts it out way ahead so that people will see it and, and get a part of it and share it around and get this message going because we need to do some healing here. And the thing is that love is a great power. It's a great force. But before... The commercial break, I was talking about faith and love and that how they go hand in hand. Faith is another word for belief, right? Belief is what powers everything. So you could say that faith powers everything, but faith goes hand in hand with belief, with love, I'm sorry, with love. Because when you have more love, you can have more faith. You will have more faith. When you have more self-love, you will have more faith. It happens automatically because you begin to see things transpire in your life. And even dissatisfactions that come up for you, you could start covering your self-love if you get caught up in the mundaneness of life and you start looking at the stresses out there. And the conditions, then you get caught up in it, it can start covering, especially if it's not strong enough, your self-love and circumstances. And so I was talking earlier about a client reading that I had, and we're calling this person a male just for the sake of it, making it easier on me to tell the story and how he had throughout his life different accidents where he'd fallen, caused a lot of injury, then fell again, caused more injury. The digestive issue that he had, which is, this is for all of you out there. If you have any kind of digestive issue from acid reflux to IBS to, to um, uh, irritable, oh God, um, not just Crohn's disease, but there's the perforated bowel disorder and disease. I forgot the technical name for it. All of those intestinal diseases, no matter what they are, colon cancer, anything to do with your digestive system is completely manifested by you. How does this happen? Well, what does the digestive system do for the human body? You take in food, 
it breaks it down and it goes through the process of breaking it down, taking out the nutrients, sending the nutrients throughout the body to feed the different organs and parts of your body. And then the rest of the intestines and colon gets rid of the waste, that which is not beneficial. Okay, so what does that have to do with anything that you go through emotionally in life? Well, when you come and incarnate in a physical world, you're going to go through experiences. Your job is to break down those experiences and process them. Go through them. Take and absorb the beneficial parts of the experience. What good did you get out of the experience? What benefit? What growth? What did you learn from the experience? And then get rid of the rest of the experience, whether it was a positive experience or a negative experience. You get rid of the waste. If you do not process correctly, emotionally, your experiences, if you do not get rid of the waste, the negative stuff that you've experienced, it will cause your life great disorder in the way of regurgitating problems and issues getting clogged and constipated with negative thoughts, trying so hard to break down the experience to start with right from the get-go, trying to get as much acid in there and positiveness in there to break it apart. You can't even do that. And you regurgitate the acid part, the hard trying. And you become exhausted and it's painful. So if you're doing that emotionally, it absolutely is going to have a physical effect on the physical part of you that does that. And you can continue. You can read Louise Hay's book. You can heal your life or go to Eddie Casey material on all illnesses. And he breaks it down and they tell you the emotional aspect of your physical problem, what you need to do to change that and the spiritual part that you need to add. So here I am talking about the spiritual part that you need to add to your life in order to heal your disorders, because you would process things correctly if you loved yourself. Now, all the different, a lot of people experience thyroid issues. Well, that's your fifth spiritual center. Your fifth spiritual center is about your will, your willpower, not not your will power to be able to stay on a diet or or not drink a lot that's not what i'm talking about it's imposing your human will against your spiritual will so the soul talks to us or tries to talk to us all the time through inspiration through intuition that's the soul speaking to you don't do that don't go with him don't take that job don't move there don't go down that street Whatever, or do this, yes, this is the best choice. Yes, you want to move. Yes, you want to play an instrument. Yes, that'll be fabulous. This is what you need to do. Oh, you need to be a writer. Oh, you need to paint. Oh, you need to build a computer. That's your soul speaking to you through your intuition, using intuition to speak to you. Then 
you have the human left brain thinking that now kicks in. No, I don't want to do that. That's silly. I'm not good. I'm not a musician. I'm not creative. That would be dumb if I pick up a guitar and start playing a guitar. Painting. I'm a terrible painter. I was a terrible painter in school. Why would I want to paint now? Where did I get that idea from? I can't leave my work and go become a counselor. That would be dumb. I have such a great salary right now, even though I hate my job. And the left brain goes on and 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 talks us out of things. So you're imposing your human will against your spiritual will. That creates a conflict and a negative energy. And that negative energy is going to impact that area where the will center is, thus your throat. People develop throat cancer, throat diseases, thyroid issues tremendously all the time, and even then mouth issues. Because the other part of being imposing your will is not always saying the things you should be saying and standing up and being assertive. And sometimes and a lot of times it's saying the wrong things, being judgmental and critical of yourself and others. And so it can create negative pocket of energy and sit there. And all of that stems and your lack of willfully listening to your intuition is a lack of self-trust, which is a lack of self-belief. All comes down to self-belief and self-love. So if you don't love yourself, you're not going to trust yourself. You're not going to listen to your intuition. As my book explained, you're going to give in to the adult made mind defenses so that you don't pay attention to the environment made mind defenses and feelings of inadequacy and not being good enough or lovable enough. So you need to hide that. So you create all other excuses And the body wreaks havoc because you are a power. We're not supposed to be here anymore anyway. By the way, any of you who are listening, I am going to be at the Cincinnati Expo, Body, Mind, Spirit Expo. It's um, it's actually not called Body, Mind, Spirit Expo. It's it's being produced and put on by Body, Mind, Spirit Expo Company. Um, The 9th and 10th of April... And so on, on that ninth, I am going to do platform demonstrations for everybody. I'm going to bring in hopefully deceased loved ones that will give some messages also regarding the same thing about love and what you need to hear. So any of you who are in the area there, please make a note of that and come down and see me and say hello and tell me that you listen to this radio show. But I'll be talking a lot about love too and how it heals. Because as soon as you enter it, yes, I don't want you to stop any of the physical treatments that you're going through for any of your illnesses today. God inspired doctors as well. So those treatments aren't always wrong. But just understand if a treatment's not working, it's because you're not necessarily working. The internal part of you, the, the unconscious little kid in you is sabotaging the treatment. Because it just doesn't believe, he or she doesn't believe that you are lovable, that you are good enough. Just understand that. And like 
another caller said to me, I have worked on my inner child for years. Oh, my God. I went to work on it with counselors even before it was popular. I've done years of work on it. I don't understand why that would still be my problem. Well, I believe it was Theodore Roosevelt who said, when you think you've done everything you could, you haven't. And the proof of it is your outcome of your life. Now, he was not quoting from a metaphysical standpoint. He was not quoting from the idea that there is the law of attraction out there and manifesting, and that if you really did work on it, you would see the results in your life. Nobody wants to keep hearing that. And I'm sorry, I don't want to take away the work that you have done, but for goodness sakes, there's got to be a controllable reason as to why you're not getting what you want in your life a controllable reason. I know it's painful to keep hearing, wait a minute, I got to do more. Yes, you do. You chose to be here. And when you leave here, you're going to be doing more and st different stuff on the other side too. What is life if it's not taking steps to evolve? Because as you evolve, I'm telling you, this is what happens, people. And you got to believe me with this. I have been working almost four decades, 40 years on this work. And most of it was to be healing little Vinny. And I've told you my stories, healing little Vinny and all the hurts and the pains that he's gone through. And yes, while I was doing the work, the day, the moment I was doing the work, oh my gosh, this is so deep. This is painful remembering it. And then after I saw the results, after my life began to change, and I look back today, I can't remember any hard work that I did. I can't remember it. It's not what's important anymore. And it goes away. The effort part, the emotional part by going there, it literally just goes away and disintegrates because the joys of your experiences overpower the pains of your struggle so much that you don't feel it anymore. Oh, every so often something will pop up and let me know, oh, I got to go back. I got to reinforce some of my beliefs. Get that self-love going again. Little Vinny, you're lovable. You're wonderful. Okay, go back down, pain in the back. Okay, go back down, pain in the leg. Oh, whatever. Okay. You're all right. You're okay. And I just remind myself, and yes, I'll probably be doing that until I die, but you know what? I don't want to stop because of what it is bringing me. I, I just cannot share it enough. I'm, I get messages. I get messages, crazy things that happen. And I know you can share the same thing with self-love. So so I met this guy at the gym one day, and you know, when you work out, most guys, they don't talk and you don't look at each other. You do not make eye contact at a gym. You're not supposed to because then all the guys think that you're gay or that you, you, you want something from them, right? Or that you're, you're law and you're checking to see if they're using illegal steroids. You know, that's literally the defense mechanisms that go on in the gym. Every so often you get a confident person that will strike up a conversation with you. And one guy, you know, struck, did that. He struck up a conversation with me. We were sharing the same piece of equipment, which happens a lot. And then he would do his reps. I would do mine. Of course, when I would do mine, I'd have to take off all the weights that he just put on to do his. 
embarrassing, but it's okay. We all understand that. Probably he was figuring I'm as old enough to be his grandfather anyway. So he appreciated me being at the gym just for that. And he was talking to me and, um, and he became really open and, you know, we got into conversation after, and this is going on date, you know, weeks after being there together, we get more open. And he was asking me the type of work I did. And, you know, and I, you know, I don't necessarily tell everybody at the gym that I'm a psychic only because I, that, that winds up striking up too many conversations about, Oh, do you see spirits around me? Oh, what do you see for my future? So I just a spiritual teacher and stuff like that. And we got into a conversation and then he started talking about different things that, oh, he would like to, you know, introduce me to some people who could really promote me or help promote me and get me out there. And I'm always meeting people like that. But the first thing I do oh, and one thing I forgot to mention is um, when I make eye contact with people, I, that's how I, you know, find out if these people are genuine or not. And he seemed real genuine, but I do have to say that his eyes were very striking and they looked very angelic. And matter of fact, I actually said to myself, gee, this guy, you know, seems really authentic and gentle here and his eyes look so angelic. Literally, I said that. I said that in my mind, with my mind, mind, talk and mouth, right? God, this guy's got angelic looking eyes. Um, and, you know, there's just some features about, you know, people that stand out more than a uh, uh, you know, other features, and definitely his eyes stood out. And, you know, blue, oh, I know why. He was a black person with blue eyes. Black people with blue eyes, that definitely stands out. Um, and you know what I mean with the, that image with the dark brown eyelashes surrounding the eyes. It gets very, they get very, they're very intense and very warm, right? And, and trustworthy. So um, afterwards, I was getting in my car and I use headphones, of course, like everybody else does my iPods. I'm listening to the radio and some music. And um, I'll admit it, but don't make fun of me if you ever meet me in the gym. Um, I love listening to certain music. It pumps me up. And yes, the group ABBA, I absolutely love. I love Mamma Mia and I love ABBA music, but I also love that entire time period of music. So I'm usually on my uh, Pandora, I have stations and it's playing music, right? Okay, so I'm finishing up and um, I was just about leaving the gym and I had asked spiritually, so, so God, is this guy, you know, is he really meaningful over here? Is he trustworthy? That's all I ask, is he trustworthy? And all of a sudden, even though my iPods were off, the music came back on. And I didn't have it on an ABBA station, but an ABBA song came up. And one that I had not heard for, I don't know, 40 years, maybe. Okay, around that time, it was like it was not one of their most famous songs. And the name of the song is Angel Eyes. Angel Eyes. I'm like, okay. And so I'm listening to the song and here I'm thinking that the message is going to be, you can trust the person with angel eyes. No, the song was, you can't trust that guy with angel eyes because it was a song about how this guy with the angel eyes captures you because of his charisma 
and the beauty of his eyes. And just when you think, because it's 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 about a woman singing about an old boyfriend and how he re- really was abusive and, you know, a um, womanizer. And that he captures all the women because of his angel eyes. And I was like, are you kidding me? Did, 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 did you just send that song to me? like that i just finished saying in my head oh this guy has angel eyes i wonder if i can trust him and i asked you if i can trust what he has to say or should i just move on and say thank you and you play the song angel eyes for me to tell me not to trust him and i went holy cow i things like that happen for me all the time now all the time and i cannot tell you the joy of being in my life at this age and not having to worry about things that other people worry about because I know that this is all real and I have connections and I constantly even the way my book formed and the publisher that I got and the editor that that I got to help me write she pulled out this book from me because when I originally wrote it it wasn't the book it was supposed to be And she brought out a better book in me and the people that I've been working with and the book cover even and all of this and just getting on television shows, show after show after show and being invited locally to be a regular on their morning show and their morning show. I get invited to be on the show, which was originally only a half an hour in the afternoon, now moved to the morning time, perfect timing, 9 a.m. Eastern time for an hour. So it became a very popular show and they asked me to be a regular on it. I'm going to be on monthly. And that all happened as I kept increasing my self-love. My body became stronger. My ailments became less. Because that is the power of love and faith and belief. Hand in hand, they go. And so, yes, the work is their work. The major part of the work, believe me, is not in working on believing in yourself, but working on believing that you don't believe in yourself, working on believing that you don't believe you're lovable. That's what you have to work on, your defense mechanisms that shield and hide that. The defense mechanisms that want to make you think, I've done enough work. I'm a good person. I'm not as bad as everybody else. I've got these horrible people around me. Well, with attitudes like that, you can't possibly be loving yourself. Because if you loved yourself, you wouldn't notice that garbage. You wouldn't be judging and hating people. I literally had somebody turn around and tell me in one of my readings last week that they were spiritual teachers. They did my work. But she hated living where she lived because of certain people around her. And I was like, wow, you still have work to do on you, not about getting rid of your judgment of them. Getting rid of judgment of yourself because you must have some judging going on in there. If you can hate that greatly, you can only do that when you despise yourself. Remember that. And that's what I'm saying. That's the work. Recognizing what you're really believing about yourself is the work. And acknowledging it and admitting it 
I don't care what you think you think. I don't care if you think you had the perfect Brady Bunch family, and they didn't even have a perfect family because both of them lost their spouses and then had to come together. There's not even a family. If we go, I have to go back older than that, leave it a beaver. I don't even know if any of you even know that show anymore. Maybe a couple of you that are listening. But there are so few television shows that came from a perfect family, a wonderful, loving family. There is no wonderful, loving family today because there's been too many pains and hurts and stresses that got passed down from generation to generation. So don't tell me that, oh, your family treated you great and everything was hunky-dory, but you're already on your third marriage or third relationship or you're sick as a dog through most of your life. Or you've had all these disorders or financial issues and problems, or you can never find the right job. Do not tell me you had this wonderful childhood that made you believe in yourself because you didn't. Something went wrong. Something had to, and it's not you. You're not defective. Oh, even in the physical disorders, you might think that you're defective. Oh, no, I came in with this ailment, that ailment, and this ailment. No, you still came in with your soul, and you're still wonderful, perfect, and divine. You chose those ailments for a reason, karmically or trying to help your parents in some way. But you just got to remember that love is about everything. It is. And that's how you get to heal, because the more you do the self-love work, the more your body strengthens, because it will reflect exactly what you're feeling on the inside. Don't forget about that, okay? So we're going to be talking about over the next couple of weeks, good fortune and luck. And we're going to talk where that comes from. But make sure you join me next week when my special guest, Karen V. Johnson, is going to join us, an ex-federal judge turned master energy healer and wrote the book Living Grieving after her son died. So listen to this transformation and inspirational woman, please. Because whatever we do, you can do. And I'll see you next week on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Enjoy the rest of the host for the day. Dr. Dream is next. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.